God's grace, his mercy, and his peace are yours. As we look today at at Acts chapter 2, we're going to see once again that God brings blessings and allows us to establish roots for our faith in different ways. We've talked so far in this series about our connection with God's word, like trees planted by streams of water. We've talked about our connection when we worship together, and today we'll talk about the blessing that we have and the fellowship that God gives us with one another and roots with connecting with others. We'll use these words from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So we take a look at these words tonight. We have to recognize the context, I guess, a little bit first. So at the very end of chapter 2, when these words are written, we're coming off the heels or right on the heels of a Pentecost event. And the disciples as a team work together to proclaim the good news. I don't know how much you pay attention to the news, but maybe you know that Something was going on in Egypt and the Suez Canal over the last week or so. That huge tanker, that huge cargo ship called the Ever Given, part of the Evergreen Fleet, somehow got turned diagonally in the Suez Canal. Do you know that he blocked the canal for six days? Almost 400 ships were stalled out because they couldn't get through the canal and take their cargo to its destination. Maybe you heard some statistics about this ship. It's 1,400 feet long. That's almost five football fields. It holds 20,000 containers, shipping containers. It's just amazing. And because of the delay for the last six days, the price of your coffee and your toilet paper are about to go up. Right? Yeah, I know. It's not, not good news. But the good news is Monday... After six days of efforts, they dislodged the ever-given ship from its, where it was stuck. Did you know how they did it? First, they had teams of dredgers come in, and they literally took tons of sand out from underneath the ship. And at the same time, they had, oh, a little over a dozen tugboats working in unison, pushing and pulling in three different directions to unlodge the ship to send it on its way. Six days it took to do that. An immense amount of manpower, of course, immense amount of cost, and an awful lot of teamwork. Thought about that today when I thought about the fact that you and I, with the blessings that we have from God, the faith that he has given us in him, we have the blessing of being on the same team. An opportunity to work together, to encourage each other, and to help each other establish the type of roots that God wants us to have in our faith so that every day we are confident living our lives here because of where we are going. Do you remember the last verse of the Pentecost story right before the verses of our text? After Peter's sermon, after the miraculous 
events of Pentecost where the sound of the blowing of a violent wind, what appeared to be the tongues of fire, and then the disciples speaking in other languages, Peter preached a sermon. And at the end of the sermon, when people were cut to the heart, they asked Peter, what should we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Does anybody remember the number of people who were added to the kingdom that day? 3,000. Acts chapter 2, verse 41 says there was a, this explosion, I suppose you could say, in growth in the church overnight. And here's the amazing thing. The growth didn't change the way the church behaved. As a matter of fact, that just fortified them in what was truly important. And that's where the text that we read before began. Luke just tells us they devoted themselves they devoted themselves to some special things. Really, the idea behind that is they made those things their number one priority. Did you hear the four things? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. We would say the word of God. We've talked about that, how important it is to plant those roots when God is working in us. They devoted themselves to fellowship. That's the one we're going to spend a little time talking about tonight to the breaking of bread, a reference to the Lord's Supper, receiving the very body and blood of Jesus and the bread and wine, and to prayer, presenting requests to God, praising and thanking him for his blessings. Those four things they devoted themselves to. There was a great awe in the early Christian church. The apostles continued to do signs and wonders, miracles. God used those things to back up the message. I always think of it this way. The message of a resurrected Jesus, yes, it was prophesied about in the Old Testament, but it was brand new to the people in that day. And so God used those miracles, those signs and wonders to prove the power of his word, to prove that Jesus truly is who he said he is. The next things Luke tells us are pretty amazing. They were all together. They had this common goal and a common faith. And so they shared everything. They had everything in common. A little bit later in Luke, Luke's gospel or Luke's writing of the book of Acts, he tells us that they not only shared everything, but they didn't even consider their possessions their own. I don't know what you think as you think about that early Christian church, how they shared everything, how they looked out for each other, how they devoted themselves to those things. Maybe we, we stand back today and are just in complete awe complete awe of the things that the early Christian church did because it almost sounds a little bit like heaven, doesn't it? The way they supported one another, the way they loved each other, the way that they focused on the word of God and the blessings that God brought to them. They weren't perfect by any means, but they had something special. And I suppose we could talk today about the fact that, well, maybe it was a little bit easier for them right in the early first century of Christianity, right? Because, well, the times were simpler, right? They didn't have as many distractions. They didn't have things going on in their lives like we do today. Maybe we could say, well, they had people among them that actually saw Jesus. They saw the resurrected Jesus, and so maybe that made it easier for them as well. But I thought about this as I was preparing for tonight. I thought, what if Luke would write something about me? What if he would write something about us tonight in general and say they devoted themselves to, what would the next things in the sentence be? Maybe they devoted themselves to 
lives that were so busy that they somehow crowded God out of them. They devoted themselves to a pursuit of happiness through the making of money and careers. They devoted themselves to Netflix and their cell phones. Maybe. I know it's fair because I see it in my own life. It's fair for me to say tonight that no matter how devoted I might be from time to time, I know that my devotion to God falls far short of the glory that God expects of me. I know that I'm guilty of making other things more important than my li- in my life than devoting myself to God's word, to the Lord's Supper, to prayer, and to fellowship. But remember what I said about the early Christian church? As beautiful as a picture as Luke paints for us in, in Acts chapter 2, they weren't perfect. And neither are we. But that's the whole reason Jesus came. It's the whole reason Jesus showed up on earth. It's the whole reason he took on human flesh. He did it to take your place. And he did it to take my place. Jesus lived a life perfectly devoted to the will of his heavenly Father, not failing one time. And he gives that perfection to you and to me. And then Jesus promises you and me that we're forgiven because he took all of our sins with him to the cross. And in spite of our sins, God promises the blessings that the early Christian church experienced are still there for you and me, too. So I thought to myself, maybe it's time for me to think in terms of that early Christian church and say, how can I redevote myself to the things that are truly important? Maybe it's simple. Maybe it's a few extra minutes a day reading a devotion, spending some time reading a section of God's word, connecting with my Savior by listening to the apostles' teaching. Maybe it's a few extra minutes in prayer, asking God for his blessing on the day, thanking him for the grace that he has shown me, praising him for all the good that he has put into my life. Come and receive the Lord's Supper often. But as I said, I want to focus on that last one just a little bit. Fellowship. The in common, the togetherness that God gives us as his people and the strength that we find in that. I want you to enjoy that. I know you do. It's my favorite part. I've told you this. It's my favorite part of being here at Wisconsin Lutheran Chapel and Student Center is to watch the strength that God gives you in each other. The strength that he gives you in enjoying each other's company and enjoying the connection that you have with fellow Christians. Don't take that for granted. It's a tremendous blessing and use it. Use it as you think about, who can I help today? Who is it that God put in my path that I can have a kind word for? An encouragement. Something that will make their day brighter and better. Remember, you have each other to strengthen in the bonds of faith as you remind each other of the love that God has for each one of us. I don't know if you heard it, but as Luke talked about the blessings that God gave to the early Christian church as they devoted themselves to those things, God continued to let his name be made known. The very goal that we have here at our chapel, right? to know Jesus Christ and to make him known on this campus. As people watched the early Christian church, they stood in awe of what they had. They stood in awe of the Christian community that they got to see in action. 
and then wanted to be a part of it. Luke actually tells us that the Lord was adding daily to their number. And finally, that's what it's about, isn't it? It's why we enjoy the fellowship that we do to encourage each other, to strengthen each other on our way to eternal life, but then to reach out with that life-giving gospel so that many more hear the good news about Jesus and join us for eternity. God has not left you to do the work alone. He's not left me to do the work alone. He's made us a team, a team together with a common goal and a common purpose as we strive to make that gospel message a part of our lives every single day and then a part of the lives of others. One of the wisest men who ever lived is King Solomon. And God had King Solomon write this verse in Proverbs chapter 27. He wrote this, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. It's a neat concept, isn't it? What we supply each other with, what we're able to be a blessing to each other with as we can sharpen each other, as we remind each other of God's love. We remind each other of what God wants from us and for us. We have the blessing of encouraging one another and building each other up in our faith. That's the fellowship that God wants you to enjoy, the blessing that he gives you in that fellowship. Some takeaways from our devotion tonight. Number one, God provides blessings to us through each other. Enjoy that fellowship. Enjoy the blessing that God brings. Look out for each other. Take care of each other. And God promises he'll bring blessings through that. Number two, we strive to devote ourselves to those things that bring God's blessings, to the word of God, to fellowship, to the Lord's Supper, to prayer. Those blessings will continue to flow because God promises them. Finally, number three, we are all part of a team with the same goal. And so let's keep each other sharp. Remember, that's the whole reason Jesus came. It's what we'll celebrate this week. The fact that Jesus came into this world to take our place, to make us his own, to bring us together, to give us each other for strength, help, and comfort. I read this story a few years ago about a young man who needed a job and so he grabbed his axe and he went to a group of loggers and he asked if he could have a job. The foreman looked at him and said, sure, but first I'd like to see you cut down, chop down this tree. So he whipped out his axe and in a few, in a few quick strokes he had the tree down. Well, the foreman was pretty impressed. Can you start tomorrow, he asked him. And so the young man came to work and at first he was ahead chopping down more trees, putting more wood together than most of the workers who had worked their whole lives as loggers. And then something strange happened. As he continued, his production kept falling off. And he kept falling behind. And he was frustrated. So he started showing up early before anybody else got there, working through his breaks and even staying later than everybody else. And yet he still couldn't match their production finally went to the foreman frustrated and asked what he was doing wrong and the foreman said, well, I don't know, you're here earlier than everybody else, you stay later, what do you think it is? The young man said, I don't know, I'm at a loss. Finally, the foreman looked at him and he said, well, have you been sharpening your axe? Well, I've been too busy, the young man said. And of course, the foreman said, but you'd be a lot less busy if you just keep your axe sharp. There's a lesson for us as Christians too, isn't there? As a matter of fact, 
Solomon wrote that very thing in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 about what a dull axe actually does. And, And yet that's the Christian life can be like that, can it? We get so busy, so involved in other things that maybe we let things get a little bit too dull in our spiritual lives. That's where the blessing of each other comes in. We can truly keep each other sharp as we encourage one another in God's word, as we strengthen each other and take each other back to the promises of God and the blessings that he has given us through Jesus. Yes, it's not just a connection with God's word. It's not just coming to church, but we can establish deep roots in our faith when we give each other that encouragement and provide that sharpness for one another. May God bless us in our efforts. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.